there is no solution right now and everything is is actually built on the same ideas that we had 2000 years ago hello from the steps of the old paris bourse um i've tried to find a room i couldn't find a room so i'm sitting outside the uh Paris Blockchain Week Summit conference that I'm attending today. If you can hear background noise, I apologize in advance. I have my colleague Gaurav who's zooming in with his, you know, nice office and his new big mic, and he'll be hopefully anchoring most of today. But most importantly, live from Tel Aviv, Izar Arieli, um, our former mermaid and now fintech entrepreneur. Such a pleasure to host you, Izar. Um, thank you so much. How is how is Tel Aviv today? As sunny as Paris? Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It is sunny and, and it's starting to get warmer. So all great in Tel Aviv right now. Really, yeah, you're back on. Yeah, yeah sorry. Gaurav and I'll have to come and see you soon in Tel Aviv. Please do. Before we get into Tenurix and talk about how you're transforming um, banking, payments, correspondent banking, let's talk a little bit about the Israeli fintech scene. Um, how, what's your involvement been in the fintech scene in Israel? For those on the line who maybe don't know so much about Israel and fintech, tell us a little bit about why it's such a fintech hub. Wonderful. Um, so first, guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to, to be here. Uh, uh, I want to congratulate everyone for Ramadan uh, Karim uh, and Chag uh, Sameach in Hebrew. We are celebrating now Pesach and, and uh, Happy Passover. Um, and, and thank both of you for the opportunity to be with you today. Um, so talking a bit about the, the Israeli fintech scene, of course, this is one of the most exciting scenes right now in the world. I think that we have, you know, one of the most uh, uh, vibrant uh, culture of entrepreneurship and, and fintech is, is always or was always uh, a big part of this scene. Um, and and uh, for your question, Runit, I think that uh, what creates in here the you know the difference, uh, of course, it's 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 the entrepreneurial spirit that Israel has uh, as a as a young country and and as a developing country that is is uh, always needed to to uh, uh, you know invent itself. Uh, as a country and as people. Um, so this is part of our culture. But, but I think that much more than that, um, when, when you're looking on fintech, there is a lot of very good ideas that are coming from Israel, basically because um, we're always looking on, on different markets. We will never do something for our own market because it's a very small market. So the, the question always for an Israeli is to look what is missing outside in the world um, and, and this is why we, we, you know, we're analyzing the difference, uh, 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 the difference culture, the different culture, but the difference um, uh, in, in the world that we're seeing today and where we think it will be uh, developed and go uh, uh, towards the future. And, and when you're looking on bigger markets from an, as an outsider, sometimes you get a better uh, uh, view. Um, and I think that uh, we, we have a small uh, uh, microcosmos in here that we can test things, that we could uh, actually talk with a lot of people. And, and the senior is an, an entrepreneur uh, by itself, are very close to one another. We're talking a lot and, and the scene itself is, is a very close one. So there is a lot of uh, uh, people that can actually help 
and 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 when you're starting talking an idea uh they can elaborate and, and take you forward and, and give you a lot of inputs a lot of very experienced entrepreneurs so i think that this is something that you know creates a very different scenario or scene in in, in israel towards anywhere else and Isaac, tell us about your journey into fintech how, how long have you been involved in the space how long have you been involved in the startup space um, so starting startups, actually, uh, um, uh, so giving you a bit of background myself, um, uh, I uh, started 10X, we started 10X August 2020. Uh, before, that, before that, I was the CEO and one of the co-founders of another company called Scanovate, which was an identity management platform for financial institutions. And back in the day, uh, what we did is actually giving services and solutions for financial institutions, first to onboard a client and then to manage the identity for the full life cycle. And, and through that, I, I, I started learning what is KYC, KYB, KYCC, and, and compliance in general, AML, CFTs. Um, and, and when I'm looking on the journey I did, um, I always wanted to connect an identity to an asset. And, and this is where the journey with Tenure X started. Um, before uh, starting uh, uh, Scanovate, I was uh, the business director of a group of companies. I, I was building, I, I was uh, uh, um, handling 16 companies back in the day. Uh, starting for them around nine different uh, companies uh, in about a year and a half. I, I got there while selling them two of my companies in 2013, uh, which were uh, uh, from another subject. I, I did nanotechnology and, and, uh, uh, and a lot of mobile back in the day. Um, and, and, you know, before that, I, I, I studied laws and business management, started the first company, second year, decided not to be a lawyer, and, and through that developed and, and, and moved forward. So, so this is my journey. Um, and, and coming to fintech again, I think that I always wanted to to connect the dots because when when I'm looking on identity, it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle that you can put assets on and then you know drive different drive these vehicles. Um, because at the end, what I'm looking for as a financial institution and, and in general is who is sending what, who is receiving what, and and this is the main thing. This is what banks need to check. This is what credit institutions or, or, or financial institutions in general need to, to understand. And therefore, um, the identity is the basic for, for everything. And I can talk about 10 ranks for, for, uh, for hours, but I'll let you continue and, and we'll talk about yeah. this. Well, that's, that's a perfect segue to talking about 10 ranks. And tell us about the origin story, like what kicked off? You know, how did you get involved? Like, what was the problem? You know, what was the aha eureka moment? Wonderful. So, so I'll say something that most other people don't know. Um, uh, before I left uh, uh, Scanovate, I, I was uh, uh, thinking what, what I want to do. Um, and, and I met Ayala Zulai, which is uh, my co-founder and, and, and our chief product officer. Ayala was the CEO of Binway Melon here in Israel. He actually started the branch in here and he built a very big uh, uh, um, uh, new business line for Binway, which was that as a business today, the name is Omni. And, and when Ayala started Binway Melon, uh, in Israel, um, as Israelis and entrepreneurs, we always come to the friend and ask, okay, now you can connect me, right, to, to, to uh, Bill My Melon. And as much as he tried, he never succeeded. And, and Eyal is a, is a guy that wants to solve problems. So he started to investigate why he cannot succeed of connecting different financial institutions that are great financial institutions to BNY Mellon. And nobody really gave them the answer. So he was looking by himself, he got to India uh, and saw all the operations, you know, the people with the white gloves changing uh, actually papers, sending faxes, answering emails, answering phone calls. And, and for Ayal, it was 
you know, it was incredible to understand that this is how it works in every bank today. And this is, by the way, why the big financial institutions today can handle so much work because they have much more employees that are doing things on the backside manually. So Ayal came back, uh, uh, left me in line and, and, and came back and he started to look for an, a domain expert to explain what, what is the problem. And, and we started talking and we had about conversations for about a few months. I left during that uh, uh, scale of it and, and, and uh, I understood that I know compliance very well. I know how to sell to banks, but I didn't understood banking and properly. So I, I asked one of my friends, Olka Perlinski, he, he was the CEO of, of Vassal, which is a, a trading platform that it took from six people to 120 people with three branches around Europe. And after that, he, he started the, a nail bank in, in Cyprus. So we built a bank from scratch. So or understood the operational side. And, and he came from the other side than Ayan. He came from the ones that always being pushed out and said no to. Um, so, so I brought Or and Or was, uh, you, you needed to see his face. It was like taking him back to the future meeting himself five years ago and trying to help his old self. And, and this is his dream come true. 10X is, is what needs to solve his problems in the past. And, and when we understood we need a, a very strong CTO that will build you know, something that is robust and can handle uh, millions of transactions, uh, we, we, I called a very good friend, Ben Yanivchechik. Ben was the co-founder and first CTO of Payoneer. Uh, he was also the general manager of Payoneer. So Ben is coming with a lot of experience uh, he was uh, uh, part of, he was VP uh, product at Zeus and, and in other companies. So he's coming with, you know, with a lot of knowledge. So if you look, we, each one of us is coming from a different angle. I'm coming mainly from compliance. Yale is coming from data and for the big financial institutions or comes from the operations and the small financial institutions. And Ben facilitates all of us through a platform. So this is how we started. And, and the eureka moment, if you ask about this, was when we actually understood that there is no solution right now and everything is is actually built on the same ideas that we had 2000 years ago you know when, when someone borrowed money from another person and i owe you and you owe me and now i'm sending my cousin to you and I, and he's giving you this you know paper or anything else this stone and and he's telling you listen he's not asking me for that you will give me money that he will return you later on and this is how corresponding banking started, right? Um, so it still works the same like today. And, and we're translating this. We're solving the bottlenecks and, and we, we can talk about the problems and our solutions. Got it, got it. And to maybe dig into more about sticks and stones and paper and digital and data, Gaurav's gonna take us into the next layer of questioning. <laughs> Done, with, with pleasure. Thanks, thanks for on it. So Izar, you know, Fintech, for, for lack of a better term, everyone thinks fintech is very sexy and very easy. And, you know, it's, oh, I'm having a fintech startup and I'm going to disrupt and solve problems, right? But that's, that's one thing to start a wallet and it's another thing to, to, to try and do something on the consumer end. It's a very different approach to business. When you're approaching businesses of the magnitudes and size, trust, capability, expertise, legacy history, these are a lot of things which your customers effectively would expect from an institution. And that's not going to be easy to start with. And, you know, that's just one leg of your journey that's ahead of you. But my understanding is you've already started with some success, not to, you know, uh, pull out the trump card or spoil the surprise, but you've already sort of started that journey. I really want to understand from you is 
how hard was it to get that momentum over that inertia? Because you guys don't have 50 years of experience or 200 years of experience combined as a team in fintech, but you're trying to solve this legacy problem. How hard was it for you to get the first client to sign on paper? What did it take there? And what was the actual thing that pushed them over the line? I know you're trying to do cost savings. I know you're trying to do it faster, but I want to understand about that conversation plus the journey and a little bit about the technology. That, that, that's really, I would love to have some color on that. Of course, thank you, Gaurav, for the question. So um, when, when we started, and, and you're right, this is, the, the journey is, is, is tough. The journey needs endurance. The journey needs for you to actually push forward and, and you know, every day wake up and, and start again from scratch building yourself. But, but if I look on what we did different this time, um, um, when we started, we started with interviewing uh, uh, a lot of different financial institutions and bankers. Actually, I, I interviewed in around six months around 200 different financial institutions and around 120 different VCs. Before and, you started building? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was something that we, we did different than any other startups uh, startup I built before. Um, so, so we met uh, uh, around uh, uh, February 2020. And we didn't start the company for the first six months. We just read papers. I read around 13,000 papers uh, uh, um, about banking, about this subject, about how it works, about what the FTF is looking for, about how the BIS is, is acting. Well, you know, and, and we're discovering more and more, you know, when you have uh, 100 tabs on, on and, and that you cannot close it, none of them because each and one of them is so important that you want to read it. And, and at the end of the day, I, I forced myself to close it and start again new every day because I didn't want, you know, to, to be at that point. And, and uh, uh, when we started, we, we started talking and I interviewed bankers and, and it was COVID time and they were at home and they didn't have, you know, a lot to do because it was the beginning of COVID. And, and when we started, we just asked them, so how do you see this problem? How do you tackle this? How do you see a solution that can tackle this? And then we start thinking about the solution. If I'm bringing you this solution, if I'm putting the transaction in the center and, and, and build from there, would you think it will solve your problem? And, and when we, we started the company in August 2020, we had a very, very good idea about what is market fit? What is the market? What would be the product market fit? What, would, what is the problem and what is the challenge? And, and then we built from there. Um, uh, the journey was was hard. Uh, uh, I, I until we got a good investment with you know it took me 172 VCs. Um, and most of the people didn't understood what we are talking about. You know I, I had a person, uh, one of the most uh, uh, she, she it, it, it's a person and, and she was uh, a C level in one of the banks in Israel and and she told me once why four nice people like you are going into this space that is so boring and so I told, unsexy say, right uh, yeah yeah and i told this is the most interesting thing i ever touched in my life i understand <laughs> that i'm a geek i understand that you know <laughs> compliance compliance tricks something in me but but this is something that if i'm solving i'm, I'm touching the biggest market in the world it's it's a market of seven seven hundred and seventy trillion dollars in cycles every year and and i was you know I, i'm excited but but when when i understood that nobody really understands that there is a problem people think that it's solved people accept the situation that a transaction takes between three to five days on average a transaction will take between five to seven banks you know this is something that i accept 
and why? Why do I accept that? Because it's so old, because it didn't been solved before. Um, so starting the journey was was for me uh, uh, um, a very uh, uh, focused uh, um, journey to understand, to ana analyze. To tell me now, like like tell us how you went to the product side of things because implementing customers is a nightmare. You've got CISOs, you've got people. Okay, business understands. I got A, I got B, I got time, I got money. You're saving me time. You're saving me money. Let's go. Let's implement. But with CISOs, people. And then you've got the other part, right? You, you're as a correspondent bank solution. You can't do it with one party. You have to have multiple parties, right? So you can't kick off convincing one party. You have to convince a bunch, right? So then what happened there? Because that's not going to so, be easy. The next again, thing, right? you, you're so you're so right. Building a network is always more difficult. You have two sides. You, you're absolutely right. But but I'll tell you how we how we thought about this. So. I had a lot of experience selling to banks I, and, and I had the experience of selling to the most difficult persona in a bank, to the compliance officer. So I, I, when we started, I told my, my, my co-founders this, if we want to succeed, we cannot get to the 24th to 36 months of, of selling cycle. It will not work. What we need to do is think about a product that when we're coming to a financial institution, first, it's a no-brainer. They do not need to think about. And second, that we approach the actual stakeholder that is the business owner, and we're not touching all the rest. So I told them in very general, I do not want to meet CISO. I do not want to meet IT. I do not want to meet compliance. I do not want to meet procurement. I do not want to meet legal. I do not want to meet operations. <laughs> I want to be just the stakeholder that can pay me money. And they told me, not possible. And, and I told them, listen, let's take the next two weeks and think how we make it possible. So we built a, a, a platform that in the beginning, you do not need to connect. You can work with us as, as an outside, as, a, as, an, uh, uh, as on a web portal that you can work in. You can upload your transactions. You can get transactions from it. This is one. The next thing that we decided is not if, if we're working like this, we do not change your operations at all. We do not change your compliance at all. We do not change your risk approach at all. We are duplicating, we're replicating that, but we do not change it. So and you're not operating in people's frameworks, you're replicating their frameworks. Yeah, yeah. So what we're doing in general, so I'll just, you know, we, we have yeah. audience, so I'll tell. So, so we're building two different modules. The first module, take a transaction on the very basic information we have on originator, originator bank, beneficiary, and beneficiary bank. And we're going outside and start asking questions. Who are they? Who are really are they what is their business what is the purpose of this transaction what is the relationship and so on and so forth so this is one side and we're answering about 720 different questions the second side is that we're taking the risk-based approach or the risk appetite of every corresponding we're working with and what we're doing we're replicating this into our system so you can think about this as a topography of 720 questions like we were kids and we had the points that we, 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 we connected and there is a flower. So we're building the pictures of, of the risk approach of each and one of the banks we're working with. So this one is a flower, the other one is a butterfly and so on and so forth. And then when we have a transaction, we match it. We match the pictures. If we have a match, we know that the other side will take it. If we do not have a match and it's partially something not critical, you know, it's it's pepped or or but it's not someone that did you know a, a money laundering. We give the bank the ability to say I do or not, so review. And if it's touching their risk criteria, they do not want this. This is where we push it back. But instead of disabling the transaction, our job is to enable and find who will take a transaction. 
So we're not an AML transaction monitoring. My job is not to find who is laundering money, who is not. My job is to find who will take this transaction specifically and will want to work with that. Um, and, and this is how we're looking on this. Um, so our sales cycles right now are between three to four months. Um, for your question, when we started, it was coming to a financial institution and, and telling them, listen, guys, don't pay me. Don't integrate. Don't change anything. Do not do anything. Give me two hours to build a profile and four hours with your compliance officer. And then you have a store in my Amazon. Now I can be your marketing arm. So you decided that you want transactions from Israel to Dubai that are between $1,000 to $100,000 that are related to seller and buyer and so on and so forth. And I will find you transactions that are exactly what we are looking for. So I'm going to Israeli PSPs, deposit-taking institutions, banks, and I'm saying, listen, guys, I have these financial institutions that are looking to give you uh, uh, um, uh, uh, money in Dubai and, and do the disbursement and give you solutions. Now, who wants that? Who will like this? And this is something that, again, it's a no-brainer for the demand side as well. So I have so, to ask you, like, just so I'm going to ask you two questions, and I'm going to hand back to to Ronit. So the first question I want to ask you is, how long does it take to onboard somebody? Like from start of a conversation, yes, it takes four months to get them convinced or understand how the technology actually works and what the impact will be for them. And I'm sure there's a scale up in terms of rollout and monitoring 90 days, 120 days, 360 days, as is typical of any institutions which are regulated, right? They have to also do the audits and reports. That's the boring stuff, but that's necessary. So the first question is how long does it take for them to actually, they say go and you say, here we go, you're live. That's the first question. The second question is, are you disrupting Swift? So like first question, then second question. Let's let's take I, it away I, and then, so I, and then run it back the to you, brother. I'll start with the second one. I think that we're enabling Swift. Uh, we're not disrupting Swift. I think that we're creating much more abilities for small to medium financial institutions to actually work in Swift. And why is that? Because the biggest problem today to work with Swift is that you, first, you do not found, find a, a counterparty. So, and right. therefore, with us, uh, we're on board you, and therefore, we allow you to find par counterparties that can work with you. So, this is one. And second, when we give you the ability to, to check the transaction before you send it, you're not so worried to send transactions because you know that you will not be de risk. And therefore, we, we feel that we enable Swift and, and actually give you the ability to push forward. And therefore, when this is why we do not change our operations, because when we give you the, the, the okay, send me the transaction, then you use Swift to send it really on, on, the, uh, on the regular or, or, or in the real world. And therefore, we're not changing that. And therefore, it's very easy to consume it. And we're not disrupting anyone. It was very important for us to not disrupt anyone. So this is for the second question. For the first one, in uh, today, an onboarding cycle takes between nine to 12 months. Very, very fast financial institutions will do it in around six. Um, today, the, our average is around 45 days, fastest we did from a meeting with a, with a client until we finished. Uh, it took us two weeks. And, and we're, we, we can do that because we are un, we're starting from analyzing the transactions and not starting asking questions. When you start from analyzing the transactions, I can start answering the Wells Fargo questionnaires, the FTF ruling. I can start answering the questions. Who are your customers? Uh, how much high risk do you have? Where do you send money? Who are your counterparties? And so on and so forth. So I can I can ask less questions and I have better information. Um, so it can take very, very fast. And it's very scalable because we're using a lot of partners. One of them is Sidespan uh, uh, and our friend John Walsh that, that is doing uh, a lot of work for us and with us. Um, uh, in the US, but but we're doing this in in, uh, in, in the best way we know, and, and I, I'm sure that we will get better and better and better each time. 
Well, thanks a lot for that, brother. And back to back to Ronan and see you soon. Um, just to maybe circle back, Isar, to when you were setting the company up, you said, did you say you went and saw 172 VCs? I said, what was that number you threw out? 172 VCs. He did say that. You met 172 VCs. And yes. how many of them got the idea or wanted to invest? Um, the last one wanted to invest, that understood. Uh, uh, it was Fintop Capital, uh, that was amazing, um, but yeah. in, it, at the end it was four, so we have Plug and Play, right. uh, we have yeah. FBC, we have Venture yeah. Israel that we owe them a lot, it was the first check, and yeah. uh, Fintop Capital. So, Ronit, I think we need to go there to save some more fintechs, the hard day, I, and, and I get think some so. money. I think we're totally. we on these companies a bit faster. Let's, um, you and I are going in May, right? Tell yeah, me. let's go. Yeah, let's we'll see it. you there. Let's do it, brother. Any other um, fintechs need so, some help? <laughs> I know, but hang on. Did you say, just to labor the point, so is that you had 171 no's or no answers? <laughs> Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. 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 So you, I mean, I've heard about the keep going, but you literally went and pitched to 171 VCs and they said, mm, no, maybe. No, no, not in the beginning. It, sometimes it was after four meetings and a lot of documents, you know? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, so it was 171 first meetings and then about 50 of them, it was the second and the third meetings and so on and so forth. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ronit, so you, you had, should be you should be asking him how many are coming back. <laughs> I know that's amazing. So no, I love this. I love this factoid or this anecdote because, you know, I mean, in a very small way, I've been trying to you know get involved in the world, and you know, rejections are hard to take. Rejections are hard to take. But you had like two hundred plus. That's amazing. Hats hats off to you, Zah, and the team. Kudos. So, so, That's so like... thank you so much. Um, so, yeah. so I'll be again very straightforward. Um, we believed so much, and we, know, yeah. we knew when we started. We knew we we yeah. are, we are there. We saw we did yeah. so much work for that. So yeah. we knew we were there. So we just understood that they do not yeah. understand, and that's okay. And we understood that maybe we do not explain ourselves as good as if we can. Uh, we understood that this is very complicated. We understand it very thoroughly. We just came out. Of, of our egg, you know, we, we just got out and, and uh, we understood that uh, maybe we explained it in too much details. Um, so we tweaked it and tweaked it and we changed ourselves again and again and again. I think I did around 60 or 70 different presentations because we, wow. one of the times we understood that we're not explaining this right. The problem is not defined right and so on and so forth. So for me, it was a lot right. of experiments. Um, yeah. Again, we, 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 we included doing it right because we yeah. got one of the most the biggest pre-seed as well. We got a pre-seed of five million dollars. So again, it was very successful. Wow. Bravo, bravo. So you're out of the egg. Uh, you're flying or swimming. I don't know what kind of animal this is, but uh, you're, you're <laughs> mermaid, out of the mermaid. egg. It's a mermaid. Mermaid. <laughs> Do mermaids come out of eggs? I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll have to fact check this later. <laughs> How are we doing um, for time, by and, the way? I think we're we're at we're at the top of the uh, yeah the end of the session, so we should probably wrap this up. And so my last question is, um, as I said, you've come out of the egg, you're flying, you're swimming, or something. What does this mythical creature look like in three years' time? What does your wow. company look like? Is that that's my last um, question? So so uh, again, I, I want to be, uh, uh, and I think that we should be one of the biggest you know financial companies in the world. 
uh, um, we're trying to solve uh, the connection and the relationship between financial institutions, which is not solved today. So we call it the financial institution relationship management platform. So actually, we want to solve the relationship and the problems that occurs when, when one bank wants to uh, um, actually send you know, uh, information to another one and understand if he wants it or not. Um, and therefore, you, it's, it's a vehicle for any asset in the world. We want to allow the ability to work with cryptocurrencies. We want to allow to, uh, uh, that carbon emissions will not be a big problem, that trade finance will not be a big problem, and so on and so forth. So how does it look? It looks like 10 different unicorns are connected to one with 10 different heads. This is my dream and, and where I want to be. Um, but uh, um, talking very seriously, I believe that we will do an IPO one, one, you know, one day, uh, uh, soon or not, but it will happen. We have to have it. Um, and we're going to, to build you know, a very, very substantial business in this world. This is, this is my goal to change the world, create financial inclusion, democratize corresponding banking, bring more people, unlock a trillion dollars in revenues that are not in this market, help African countries, help uh, uh, Eastern European countries, uh, help China, help India, uh, help a lot of, you know, unbanked and underbanked people to join, you know, this world, this financial game. This is my goal, this is what I forward and this is what I want to solve. Awesome. Well, I look forward to the journey. Thank you so much for joining Gaurav and myself Thank you today. So much. And Thank look forward you to meeting you in person. Take care, yeah. We have it, mate. Guys, thank you so much for the time. See you, brother. Thank you, Thank guys. You. So bye. Much. bye.